What's up, fam, and welcome to the Most Normal Gamer Podcast, episode 67. We are two-thirds of the way to 100. Math. It's uh, math. It's where it's at, you guys. That's why I came here. Math is power. That's what I was trying to think of. We are recording on Thursday, September 29th, 2020, and I am one of your hosts, back from the dead, John Swanson. Joining me this week is Chris Salty Sternum Stern. How are you doing, man? I'm doing just fine. I'm eager to get done recording and play more video games because I am <laughs> super into Hades. Yeah, man. I hear that. Uh, and then also back from the Lost Woods, AJ ID. How are you doing, man? I'm doing well. I'm definitely not playing Hades right now. Yeah. It's <laughs> it's good, man. I'm, I guess... Well, we'll be talking a lot about next gen stuff today. I know it's been a couple weeks. Uh, thanks for bearing with us over the last couple of weeks. My wife had to be; she had an idiopathic allergic reaction, which means idiopathic means like unknown cause. Oh wow! And I wondered if that's what it was. Yeah, so she has allergies to like shellfish and nuts, but this is like the third time that this idiopathic thing has happened where she hasn't been exposed to any of her allergens and yet has these immense reactions. And this time she had to be intubated, which means they had to put a throat or a tube down her um, trachea because she had a risk of losing her airway. Um, So it was fucking really scary, man. So uh, that's why I was out for a couple weeks. She was, she's back with us now up and running around. So, and hopefully we'll figure out what the fuck is causing these funky things. I think we're going to go down to Mayo and have her checked out or something in the next couple weeks. So I don't know. Anyway, that's where I was at. I'm so glad that she made it through that and is back on her feet and doing better. But yeah, I hate mis- health mysteries are always scary. And this one's on. Oh, man. Yeah, so. it's it's so freaky when it happens. So hopefully we'll get it figured out. But Anyway, we're a little bit behind on the video gaming news because we haven't been able to get together and talk about it in the last couple weeks. So we'll mainly be covering that stuff. But uh, first, we'll go into the lowdown. If you want to be part of the conversation or have a pressing question that you want us to weigh in on, feel free to reach us at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. Or you can hit us up like Jacob did uh, via podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com. What up, Jacob? Hello, Jacob know your questions or your feedback or what you're playing and all that fun stuff feel free to hit us up there lastly we've uh updated our website mostlynormalgamers.com so go check that out and you can sign up for our newsletter we were getting people signing up just for our newsletter from the newsletter thing which chris i don't know how you did it chris is the master of substack but you can go to uh mngamers.substack.com and sign up for our newsletter there um, and that's all the current ways that we have where you can follow us. But rest assured, we will come up with more uh, in the near future. <laughs> have no doubt. Uh, you can send anyway, snail mail to P.O. Box. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Let's, let's get a P.O. Box. I want. <laughs> let's just go straight past waiting for people to email us and really get people into like sending in letters. I want decorated <laughs> letters, kind of like people used to send to Nintendo power back in the day where they would yeah. like decorate the envelope. I would be in. Yeah. It. They still do that. Like a uh, game scoop. People will write in with these like extravagant letters and stuff like that. I want uh, the scruff McGruff mailbox in <laughs> Chicago, Illinois, 60652. Chris can go check that for us. Like once a week. What is that? Like an hour away from you? I would say a solid two and a half hour drive without traffic. <laughs> I think you have to probably be like close to 40 to get what, who Scruff McGruff is. But maybe. He takes probably. a bite out of crime. <laughs> he does. Yeah. He takes a bite yeah. out of crime. I, I think technically I'm close to 40 <laughs> since I'm 30. but <laughs> close, Closer. Okay. You can round up, right? Exactly. If you really want to. Anyway, well, do you guys want to talk about Hades first since we've all been playing it? Yeah, I'm down. Of course. Okay. Who wants to go first? I want to hear what AJ has to say. Yeah, I guess I can go first. Um, well, I've only made it to, I think, like the 15th chamber or something so far. And I keep running into the first boss and I can't beat the first boss. Megra. I, yeah, Meg. <laughs> they call her Meg. I'm having mine's very similar. 
Hercules. It's, um, I really like the game so far. The I guess my like just top level thoughts are I just love the color scheme. I knew that before I bought it though, just like seeing screenshots of the PC gameplay. It just has uh, like looked awesome since the beginning. Uh, what's surprised me about it has been like the voice acting the main character specifically he sounds so like debonair and smooth and i'm like i want yeah. my voice to sound like that <laughs> oh he like he totally he's like sexy we can all agree that yeah that yeah definitely sexy, right? zagreus is, the, <laughs> is very sexy yeah yeah um, i don't think uh there's any denying that i would say mo- the majority of the characters in this are fun- fit under that category i would say mm-hmm. yeah i the game, like, it's kind of horny. <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. Not in, like, a bad way or in, like, a, like, sometimes I think, like, sexuality can be really, like, in your face, especially in video games. This game yeah. is just, like, it feels very mature about the sexuality, but it's distinctly there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, it, to me, it fits along with a lot of Supergiant games as far as art style goes. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like they've always had really, even though I haven't liked that many, I loved Bastion. Mm-hmm. Just recently played that on my Vita, like played it and finished it. Uh, but I played Transistor and Pyre and didn't really, kind of got into Transistor, but really didn't fall into uh, Pyre. But I would say their dialogue, their writing in general is really good and always really well narrated and voice acted, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is the first one that kind of hits me pretty dead center as far as gameplay goes. And it it did take me a while. I started playing it when it was announced at the Game Awards a couple of years ago. Oh, cool. I played it a bit, a very small amount in early access. Um, but I would say it didn't hit me as quickly as like Dead Cells or another roguelike has, or roguelite rather, um, until I gave it probably two or three hours. And then it started to kind of hit me a little bit more. So um, now I'm like kind of into the thick of it where I'm getting better. And the story just kind of keeps unraveling, you know, like slowly, like you're meant to die. Like Mm -hmm. you're not meant to make it through the game in one foul swoop. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's like definitely story beats that happen. Like every time you get back to the house or whatever, the house of Hades. Yeah. Yeah. I actually really like just like being in the house of Hades and like walking around and talking to the characters. Yeah. Yeah. And I like, as you keep returning back, like there's more and more parts of the house of Hades that are being Mm -hmm. teased that you'll be able to go to. I think I've done like five runs total. um, Right on. And they just had like the first extra branch of it open up for you to check out, um, which feels like a really cool reward. And I love that there's like a new conversation to have with every character that lives there every time you come back. Yeah. There's a great just back and forth relationship with Hades too. That's like, um, I don't know if it's, this isn't really a spoiler. It's just like a game mechanic, but like every so often you'll go into a chamber and Hades is like, like basically like running you through the gambit it's like survive for 45 seconds and it's just like non-stop enemies for that time oh i haven't i haven't gotten to one of those yet okay so yeah that'll happen just like randomly and hades will be like here it comes or whatever and then you die and then like he's like ha 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 and then you like get back to the house and he's like ha ha ha, ha. welcome back <laughs> that's awesome yeah it's just like the relationship that you have with hades is I mean, I guess your father is just so like funny, just the back and forth. (laughs) It's really good. I, the characterization is awesome. As we already, it was already pointed out, like the voice acting is always really strong in their games. Um, It continues to be really strong here. I think the character portraits all bring a lot of personality and like, you know, when you have an isometric view like this, like the little isometric characters like have personality too, but like, those character portraits and like the animations that they have and things all really come together. Um, I can't think of like, is it hypnos is the sleepy dude who greets you every time you come back out of the pool. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that sounds right. (laughs) Sleep incarnate. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes, you know, me too. Hypnos me too. (laughs) Like, exactly. Um, but he's just delightful. Like he's so, I, I don't know. I, 
I really like this game and uh, it's been hard to like drag myself away from it to play Mario 64, which I'm still chipping away at. And so I'm trying to like balance trade-offs between the two of them since they both take up the same system. (laughs) So uh, AJ, are you still playing any of the Super Mario, whatever you just started galaxy? It looks like. Yeah. I put that on the dock. I don't really have a lot to say about it yet because I literally just scratched the surface. I think I've made it to like the first dome they call them i think yeah um and i've have done... you played it before no this is my first time so okay. it's i've i've got i think about like 10 shines or something in sunshine and i was like okay i'm not really enjoying this i'm gonna move on to galaxy sunshine will be there forever if i want to go back and play it and i probably yeah. will like go chip away at it at some point but i'm really trying to give it the old college charge because i've never played sunshine before yeah and it's the controls aren't great and it's not it's not bad but it's not terribly fun but i'm trying to give it like a good go mm-hmm. before i completely throw in the towel on it yeah i've i haven't really played a game like galaxy before it's just I love so galaxy unique in like how you oh, go man. at first it was a little disorientating <laughs> did i say that word, right <laughs> i think so <laughs> uh like how you can go up and down and back like back and forth and it kind of like rotates for you and but it doesn't yeah. really look like you can go like over certain paths until you realize oh you just go it and it flips the map for you um, yeah but once you figure it all out it's freaking awesome yeah and it's it's amazing that it came from the same like sunshine to me seems like it was developed by a third party company not having anything to do with nintendo and then nintendo was just like oh shit let's buy that one like (laughs) it doesn't like keep in mind mario 64 and i think you guys were talking about it last week if i remember correctly from listening to you but like chris was talking about how it was like the first game in 3d well, right? I want to correct or the record. Like PC games had been doing 3D for a while. Like you have okay. um, 3D first person yeah. games like Wolfenstein 3D. Doom was 1994. And so this game was just after that in a couple of years. But, you know, first 3D console game, basically. In, and first 3D well, when you're like moving the camera, kind of like you had said in the last week's episode, like where you actually look at the camera guy, like it breaks the fourth wall, quote unquote, you know? Yeah. And, like, this had never been done before, man. And they fucking nailed it. Like, if you go back back and play Mario 64, like, tell me if I'm wrong. But it's, other than the fact that it, the graphics are, like, far outdated and it's in 4 by 3 aspect ratio, like, it's a pretty solid game with yeah, pretty it solid holds camera. Like, how would Sunshine, like, I mean, I constantly get frustrated with the camera not being in a place where I can see and I can't rotate it to a place where I can. Like, I just don't understand how they went from Mario 64 to that. And then, well, Galaxy I don't want to give 64's example. camera a complete pass. <laughs> yeah. It's but, uh, like, I said, it's, it's like one the first ones, you know what I mean? It's not I great. Guess. And <laughs> I do. Maybe think I have to go back and play it. too. I it's haven't, not the best, so, but it's workable. I mean, any time that I hit the button to move it into like when I hit the R button to make it like behind Mario, I am yeah. not having a good time with the controls anymore. But gotcha. like, I don't want to lose track of the thought. Like, I have a soft spot for Sunshine, even though I've never beaten it. Like, it was the first 3D Mario game that I owned, and like, I haven't gone back to it in the collection yet, but. I think it does have that Nintendo attitude towards we're going to give them a water pack. Yeah. They come up with literally every conceivable use for a water pack. And not only is the mechanic like water-based now it's informing the entire environment that it's taking place in. Right. So we're going to have water mechanics. It's a tropical Island. Or did that happen in inverse? Like it's so intrinsically tied to like Island life and tropical environments. Right. Right to have water be the the main gameplay mechanic addition. And they don't just have it be like, you have a backpack that sprays water to clean things up. It's like, you have a backpack that becomes a jet pack, becomes a super powered rocket pack, um, is used to like do all these interactions in the game. Like they definitely Nintendo'd is a verb of like (laughs) getting every single ounce out of an idea for me. And they Nintendo'd the hell out of the water pack idea. I just, 
Is it just the water pack that's not feeling right? Or is it like you were saying there's some control issues with the the camera? Camera controls. Yeah. Like I got stuck behind a wall and then I couldn't, I I don't know how much you remember and I don't want to get too into the weeds about it either, but no, for sure. I just, uh, there's like X's on the wall and you can spray them and it unlocks like a blue coin that's somewhere else in the world, like close to you, but you have to do it, go get it within like 10 seconds. Mm -hmm. And I got stuck like in this little crevice. I know exactly what you're talking about. (laughs) I could not get out of it. And I was just like, and I couldn't get the camera to rotate to a point where I could. And obviously this is, it's not like I broke the game and was somewhere where I wasn't supposed to be. There's a fucking X there that you're supposed to like use your water thing to like spray it down, you know, like, and I couldn't get out of there. And then it happened somewhere else in that exact same level where I couldn't rotate the camera out. And I just, I don't, it just feels off. Like the whole game feels off for whatever reason. Uh, Interesting to me, but I'm, I, like I said, I'm still going to give it a go because I th- feel like if I quit and go to, certainly if I quit and go to galaxy, I'll never come back uh, and give it another try probably. So, um, and I, I don't mean to make it sound like it's terrible either. Cause it's not, but I mean, it's like when you, it's literally like flanked on the cover of this collection by two yeah. of the best 3D platformers ever made ever made. Exactly, exactly. It's, it's like everything's going to look bad in comparison to those, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, part I, of me wishes they would have put 64 Galaxy and Galaxy 2 on here and I don't know if that would have gone over better or worse, but that's kind of what I'm wishing they would have done. But I have a separate prediction where I think Galaxy 2 is like paid DLC in the future. Mm. I'll take my $20 or $30 now sign up for that. But the other thing is off to me and AJ, I think playing galaxy and what I remember from Mario 64 is the triple jumping Yeah, in those games is more precise in sunshine. It's really hard for me to get the timing down. Dude, I was having a huge problem with that. Yeah. And galaxy man, dude, I'm so looking forward to you playing that game. Like (laughs) I I remember galaxy Two, some of those platforming challenges, man, like just getting you, it tests your ability to time things just impeccably correctly. And like, it's not the camera fucking with you because it switches to a weird angle. And that's why you didn't get it. It is you. If you miss a platform move in galaxy, you missed it. Like (laughs) that's what happened. And oh man, I love that game. So I just much. had a anyway. really cool one where like the sand blocks were slowly disintegrating behind me as you like go to collect the star, and that was pretty cool. You're like trying yeah. to like jump up the and climb up these blocks before they disintegrate. Yeah, and you get to somewhere you step on them. Yeah, each challenge is like so unique and fun. From what I remember, like it's been a long time since I've touched Galaxy, but. It is. It's impeccable. It's still one of my favorite games. I'm really excited to revisit it eventually. Word. Um, AJ, you want to talk about Rocket League real quick? Um, nah. Okay. <laughs> it's just Rocket League. I made it to yeah. Silver Division, which is kind of nice. cool, I guess. Nice. Good job. <laughs> Dude, I'll have to join you in on that. Uh, when I got your message the other night can't remember what i was doing but i wasn't able to join you at that particular time or whatever so no worries but i want to play it again now that it's free to play i heard it's it's pretty wicked how many people are playing it even more so than before so heck yeah um anyway i played shadow finished shadow of the colossus which is still a fantastic game and one of my favorite games of all time for sure and it's just prettier with the new remake and then i've just been tapping into my backlog and went to play do you guys remember that shooter that's a psvr i keep wanting to call it point break that's not right they talk about it on k kind of funny all the time oh yeah i i don't know what it's called it's like an organized crime one not the one with the gun and that's multiplayer but yeah no that's firewall zero hour blood and Uh, truth blood and truth yeah thank you sorry So I went to go play Blood and Truth and like you can use a controller, but it's really hard. So you should use the moves. Oh, yeah. So I tried to plug in the move controllers and they were dead, even though last time I used them, I charged them and then put them away. Like 
So <laughs> they, they were fully charged when I put them away. They're dead. And I got them out and tried to plug them into like any USB thing. And you can't. You have to ch- plug them into either your PlayStation or like a computer USB to charge them. So they I have a special and, size too, don't they? Yeah. It's like the old school PS3 <laughs> thing. Like that that was for the DualShock 3s. Yeah, you can't just plug them into like a micro yeah, USB. Exactly. And so... I charged both of them on my PC and then went downstairs to play because they were charged and one of them still was dead. <laughs> so then I still have yet to play it and I set up all my PSBR shit, which you know, AJ, how long that yeah. fucking takes anyway. Yeah. I'm just like, how are we stuck with these fucking anachronistic control sticks from <laughs> PS3? These are two generations old. How did they not come up with anything new this generation for a controller? It's fucking ridiculous, dude. Yeah, that is kind of ridiculous. And Sorry. There's no chance that they're going to make one anytime soon. I know. It's asinine, man. And I'm I I'm sorry. I just this is my only source for ranting about video game things that make me angry and that <laughs> is definitely one of them and it's been a thorn in my side this week because I actually got the like energy to plug all that shit in and it didn't work. So That's awful. Yeah, I'm going to have to do like a VR weekend because I'm I haven't played Iron Man um, I haven't played that one that we were just talking about, the multiplayer VR shooter. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Whatever Firewall Zero Hour? Yeah, yeah. I'm getting a little backlog of VRs. You know, Gucci is getting the Quest 3 or whatever, the Quest oh, 2. Quest 2? Yeah, that next month. Looks like a good piece of hardware. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's enough. I'm done ranting <laughs> about that now. Now let's rant about other. Should we talk about next, some news? <laughs> yeah, news and next gen stuff. We can rant about all that together. I'm down. It's the news. Let's start, I guess, with the PlayStation Five pre-order chaos. So we got the. What was it? It wasn't like a playstation state of the union address or whatever was, no there uh, wasn't <laughs> it was like the ps5 whatever it showcase. was like some sort of mini showcase, showcase. Yeah, yeah it was and the then, playstation 5 showcase yeah announcement Which, <laughs> so this is like i think a good point to answer jacob w's question he writes in and says hey guys i f- just found your podcast over the weekend and Let me just start by saying thank you. As a Minnesota boy myself, I'm happy to learn that there's a local group covering gaming news, and I look forward to getting getting all your hot takes as next-gen approaches. So between going the ongoing PlayStation pre-order debacle and the recent Nintendo Direct Mini, there's a ton I'd like to ask about, but at the top of my list is Bluepoint's remake of Demon's Souls. No, I won't give you a hard time glossing over the absolutely gorgeous gameplay <laughs> demo shown during last week's PS5 event. This question's a couple weeks old. Obviously, we didn't have a chance to answer it last week, so it's like two weeks ago now. Um, whether this was even a remake or a remaster in the last week's podcast, my question is actually about the game's platform reveal. It's coming to PC. It's a console exclusive for a limited time only. Whoops, says Sony. Nope, it is in fact a ps5 exclusive how can sony's size deliver such a mixed message where's the qc moreover with sony's recent openness about making more of their ip available on other platforms would demon souls on pc be a good choice for sony so i think what he's getting at there is like this wasn't the like their showcase was kind of a shit show like they this was just one example when they said it's coming out on pc later like there were a couple other examples i can't remember Maybe final fantasy 16 yeah final the fantasy real 16. the one that speaks directly to me also no, no, no. But i mean shit fine... that they oh you mean the ps4 stuff the stuff that they fucked up that they said like hey like this exact gameplay demo ended and said oh it's coming to pc and then Sony had to go out there and say, no, it's not because it seemed like this was so like sloppily thrown together. No, they, so uh, what had happened was the slides that end capped demon souls and final fantasy 16 in the very, very fine print said coming to PC or, you know, 
coming to other consoles was on Demon oh, Souls. And then they had oh, gone in gotcha. and like edited that out when they were posting it to YouTube later or when they were like circulate, like people were circulating images of the change that happened after the live broadcast. And then when it was like cut out onto its own stuff, <laughs> um, which was incredibly yeah. confusing messaging. And it's like, well, of course, like I would hope that final fantasy 16 goes multi-platform at some point. It would be really weird to have a whole like generation or two of final fantasy games finally being available to Xbox players just to have Square Enix like pull that back. Yeah. Um it'd be weird. But it's I think it's very sloppy that they did that. And then to add to the sloppiness and what we're kind of first going to be talking about in regards to news is the fact that Jim Ryan kind of is like, well, now you know. Like <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Do you guys remember that? He was like, well, you guys fucking bug me so much. Like you're a grouchy next door neighbor. Like <laughs> that's how Jim Ryan always bug comes me about though. fucking buying this popcorn from your scouts team every year. I guess here's your fucking ten dollars. Like <laughs> that's how Jim Ryan comes off to me every time I hear him talk. And it, then he says pre-orders will start as early as tomorrow, and then they start roughly three hours later. Yeah, like, so I guess fuck? basically what Jacob is asking is why is the messaging so confusing? Yeah. Okay. Exactly. And How I don't they know get why away with it? it's so confusing. And they get away with it because they have a good product and a good platform. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's kind of it reminds it, I don't know about you, Chris, but it reminds me of the hubris that began the PS3, Xbox 360 era, like where this whole thing where PS2 kind of just body slammed Xbox. And then, like, they were using that momentum and they didn't really give a shit about their marketing stance because they were ahead. And this is just so similar to that, I think. Yeah. For me, like, the presentation definitely felt... It's weird because they were out messaging that they had had the price locked in for months. They've known these prices for a long time. But then, like the presentation having all of these like tiny errors slip through having like not put like, it seems like it was recorded a long time ago because it's like, why aren't you telling us that this is a launch game? But then you tell us it's a launch game immediately after the presentation is done. You know, Spider-Man was listed as holiday still demons souls didn't have a date at all. And then both of them are announced as launch titles. Yeah. Um, like the presentation felt like it was like, I'm a college student. I just pulled an all nighter and I slapped this together and like just it's coming out the door piping hot from the oven. Yep. And yep. then like it also didn't have the most up to date information or, you know, one would imagine the slides that had the bad information at the bottom or the information that Sony didn't want us to see at the bottom in the fine print. Like maybe that's just the generic info that appears at the end of all of the title cards and they didn't get it out of the way on those two, right? Like who knows, yeah. but it is super confusing. And Jacob's right. That like messaging wise, like you're a huge company. You're like the industry leader in the games industry right now in terms of like people, like people think games, they think PlayStation, how are you letting these little errors pile up? And especially around like the most important messaging period, which is like the 24 hours around finally giving us information on price, information on launch lineup and pre-orders. Right. Yeah. They screwed the pooch on that one, man. And I don't think, uh, you know, there's a reasonable excuse for it. No. Anyway, I think it was a sloppy intern who didn't do their job getting the info <laughs> deleted at the bottom of the page <laughs> uh who's now looking for a new internship yeah did you want to add something aj the pre-order thing itself was just so weird if it wasn't for me like just monitoring twitter i wouldn't have known about it at all i just saw yeah. i saw other people complaining about not being able to check out and then i hopped on immediately and started trying to get it and I didn't actually succeed until like 2 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I didn't succeed until the Walmart one a couple days after that where they announced that they were going to do it. And then um, I was able to score one then. And 
Chris, I don't believe you tried. I didn't try. I mean, it had crossed my mind after seeing how beautiful Demon's Souls remake looks as an example, or the fact that I would have to wait probably until like I'm 35 to play Final Fantasy 16 on an Xbox. It did cross my mind to want to try it, but I had stepped away from the podcast after we were like giving them like pretty positive reviews on how exciting that launch lineup or like the lineup of games they showed looked. And I had to cook dinner. And so it was like 745 and I'm yeah. checking Twitter after I get dinner made. And I'm like, oh, I guess the pre-orders all happened already. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Jacob did also ask just real quick if we were fans of the From Software games. And I will say I think they're awesome. I'm terrible at them. And they make me like super angry. I had to download mods on my PC in order to beat Sekiro. Um, I think Bloodborne's awesome but I have yet to beat that. I don't know about you guys. Yeah, I guess as uh, I would say I'm a fan, but I'm not. Yeah, I think either. they're awesome. <laughs> um, yeah. I own Bloodborne and I beat like the first boss. So yeah, I don't know what that means. I, I got good enough at it to like get the jits of it, I guess, yeah, but I'm def- yeah. by no means uh, an accomplished from software player. Yeah. Chris, have you, I dipped played? my toe in, Dark Souls 1 on Xbox back compat a couple of times and have made it to the first boss, I think, um, the guy on the bridge. And I really want to get into these games and like invest the time and learn them. And I I have Sekiro bought already. It's going to be played on the Series X when I get it because of stuff we'll talk about later. <laughs> and um, I have Bloodborne and Bloodborne is one of the games I want to play on PS4 before I kind of send it off into the, into the retirement home. <laughs> and like, I just, I'm not that good at hard games anymore. I'm not the teenager who is playing ninja gaiden on the xbox and like being like this is this is hard but it's like it's doable i can do it it's like this is great it's like i just i'm not able to like level up the way that people make it sound like you're supposed to do to be able to play through those games and so i'm worried that i will get frustrated really early and really often in these um if anyone wants to reach out and tutor me i've heard a lot of this is like finding someone to be your mentor and like teach you how to do it and I am like, I've been Googling on like facts or like anything. And I just cannot find the resources to play through Dark Souls successfully. But maybe that's a lack of skill in Googling. You got to talk to Gucci. That's who I, Gucci like was just like in the party with me while I was playing Bloodborne and just being like, don't quit, don't quit. <laughs> <laughs> I just need, I need someone in my corner to be my boxing coach during yep. <laughs> all of the Pretty fights. Pretty much, man. <laughs> and then it, yeah i guess it, there are a lot of let's plays out there too i know the ign uk team did one with bloodborne or maybe it was i think they've done them with a lot of the souls games that are good to follow along if you want to like play those games along with those guys to kind of like get an idea of what they did okay it, i don't know it kind of gives you an idea it gives you a fighting chance i guess mm-hmm. um the last well there's a couple more things that as the other thing that's a confusing message and uh, Chris pulled a story from the verge by Jay Peters about console exclusive confusion. And they did say they believe in consoles generations, right? Yeah. Um, they were very yet, specific about that, but yet we find out after this pre-order debacle that all of the games or a lot of the games, I will say, announced for ps5 are also coming to ps4 so do you know what sony believes in when it comes to generations is they believe in charging you separately for generations (laughs) yeah it's not necessarily that that the games are separate it's that they charge you separate (laughs) one so what games was it was it demon souls uh Spider-Man, Miles Morales, oh, so Horizon. So far, they they have not said anything about Demon's Souls, and I think it is supposedly PS5 exclusive, but it's Sackboy, Horizon Forbidden West, and Miles Morales all coming to PS4. So just rest assured for those of you out there that didn't get a PS5 right away, like I feel like the only thing you're really going to be suffering from is the fact that our load screens will be faster. Yep. And it'll look slightly better. 
I don't know. I guess that's easy yeah. for me to say because I presumably have one coming on launch day. But John, um, you were bringing up this like PlayStation hubris that comes and bites the bites them in the butt every odd <laughs> odd system but, three and five yeah now. it does um well, yeah they what do you feel like the missteps that we're seeing um that jacob wrote in about him like this we believe in generations except not for these specific games even though we're marketing them as launch games like are those things a big enough deal to cost them something here or is the fact that you can get a full decked out ps5 that's digital only for $399 going to be the thing that keeps them, you know, on top of the throne for the next gen. I no, and that's the thing, man. I think they made that assumption going into like the PS3, Xbox 360 generation. And Xbox has shown that they're kind of changing the game and they don't really give a shit about selling consoles. And it's only a matter of time. Like, yeah, they sold out of let's say they have 10 million or 11 million consoles at launch and have what maybe 20 to 30 or let's say i don't know 40 million by the end of 2021 i don't know corona's not going anywhere it doesn't look like so let's say they have a total of 25 million consoles out by the end of 2021 you're still a far way away from the 107 million ps4s you've sold and you're all you're doing is waiting for xbox to catch up like people this this bad will that you're building isn't drawing people to your consoles. Yes, you have exclusive games, but when Microsoft has so many things under their belt on Game Pass and the argument is uh, $15 a month, or I guess I that's for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. If you just have Game Pass, that's 10 bucks a month if you have any Xbox console at home. And PlayStation's trying to tell you, sell you a $70 game. I'd be really curious to see if we could somehow pull like non-gamers and non-console owners. Like if you were going to buy a console tomorrow, which one would it be? I think Xbox would probably win because I think they're advertising more and they have like arguably the more confusing messaging, honestly, with all their console name types. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think they're doing a better job of just getting it out there and it just seems... I, it seems like I just see more green out there. Like when yeah. I'm like watching NFL or I don't know, there's the, it's very rare that I actually run into like, act, like live media advertisements, you know? So, well, yeah. I, I think through YouTube, I've caught a couple like PlayStation, like play has no limits ads. Mm, running. Okay. Um, but I do want to point out, like you had said, maybe like there's a more confusing message for Xbox to deliver. But I think one thing that like is very clear is like they have like worked on what is the message we're delivering. It's a little confusing. We have all of these options and they're delivering it in a really clear way and an effective way. And there's no backtracking and there's no double talking and there's no, you know, they they kind of put their chess pieces in place to make it look like anytime PlayStation is like, well, as an example, Spider-Man for PS4 won't have a free upgrade path to the remastered version on PS5, right? Like mm -hmm. that is now right. officially a bad look for them compared to what Xbox is doing. Right. The we believe in console generations is a perfectly fine thing to, stay, to say if you're going to stick to it. But now they look like jerks when they're putting all their games out on PS4, which frankly is a good thing. Now yeah, I can exactly. play some of these games that I probably would have had to take a pass on if I don't want to shell out 500 or $400 mm -hmm. on top of already buying an Xbox, right? Like some of these things would be good sales points if they could just make them sound like it. But Xbox has put them in, like boxed them in, in a way that makes it impossible to sound like huh. they're, they're doing the right thing. Yeah. Yeah. It, You're it, right. <laughs> it's they're not doing themselves any favors and it looks like they are intentionally misleading us to sell consoles when they don't need to do that to begin with they could have told us all this shit to begin with and mm -hmm. about like the not having exclusive console generations like if you would have told me horizon like forbidden west is going to be available on ps4 and ps5 I would have been like, fucking great. I'm still going to pre-order. Yeah, that PS5 would not have changed anything. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're still going to sell out of the console. Like, who gives a shit? Now you just look bad. It's like PlayStation's confusing messages is kind of cocky and evil. And Xbox's is just like, 
oops we put too many words in there <laughs> yeah i do feel like like i'm proof like the proof is in the pudding like xbox's approach worked to get me excited to buy the expensive box right like mm-hmm. So Sony could have taken the same approach probably and probably would have done better because they actually have like prestige exclusives that came out last generation. (laughs) Like, you know, like, don't get me wrong. As soon as God of War Ragnarok comes out, I will be in line for a PS5, if not sooner, right? Like, Mm -hmm. because I have nowhere else to play that game. And so that strategy works, but Xbox's strategy worked more quickly for me. And part yeah. of that strategy working is the fact that I finally know for sure that Deathloop is going to come to the Xbox. Yeah, and you're going to get it with your paid subscription to Game Pass. Because you know what I, I'm excited for? What's up? Is for like Deathloop to start and have like a Microsoft Xbox splash screen oh, yeah. on the PlayStation. <laughs> Which you know it will have, dude. I'm sure. so curious. I, I really want to know. But it goes, and like says Xbox on there. Well, so are either of you Minecraft players? No, I I've play Minecraft Legends a little. Okay. Because <laughs> Minecraft, I would wonder, does it have the Microsoft logo before the Mojang logo when it boots up every time? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Anyways, neither here nor there. What we're alluding to is that while Ghostwire and Deathloop will still be timed ps5 exclusives for a year microsoft bought zenimax media and bethesda yeah Yeah. insane and they announced it the day before pre-orders went up which i think was like that was the thing that made me say i need to do this yeah i could see where that would be your tipping point for sure i think had i not already had a gaming laptop i would have maybe been right there with you but yeah, it's that's incredible, man. And I feel like we're kind of burying the lead here because we haven't talked about the news for a couple of weeks as this is probably like one of the biggest news items in gaming, not even all year, or like probably for a long time. It's up there. So yeah, seven so, and a half billion dollars. Yeah. Wasn't seven, it like say, seven billion fucking reasons to be the big news? <laughs> yeah. So exactly. like I think point of comparison, like wasn't Disney buying Lucasfilm four billion dollars? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Star Wars was like half as much as this shit. <laughs> like, Which is crazy. Man. I know someone was talking about, I think it was a Twitter thread, and this is the problem with doing the news so you know so many weeks later, but like, this is like all of PlayStation or all of PlayStation's revenue for like two years or something. I don't like don't we should cut this part, but like it this is like the a massive deal, right? Um, I think what it was is that. PlayStation's profits last year were like eight billion total. Okay, and they spent that seven point right. five billion on the company. <laughs> yeah, which I mean, again, we I think this is pretty ubiquitous information right now too in the gaming world. If you're listening to this podcast, podcast, you probably already knew this, but uh, Chris did pull this article from Polygon from uh, Nicole Carpenter, but yeah. And, you know, the Ghostwire exclusives news was um, Austin Wood at Games Radar. Um, yeah. Ev- there's been a lot of good reporting, especially on the Bethesda purchase. How does this impact y'all as, you know, primarily PlayStation players? How are you feeling about that? Is Bethesda, like, are there Bethesda properties that, like, really speak to you that you're feeling like, oh, man, like, they just took, you know... Granted, the gaming PC thing is always a background conversation with Xbox, but like, is there something that you're like, dang, that that is like my toy that they just took away? Kind of. Uh, like what? I mean, I love, I super love Fallout series and I super love, I mean, I, don't, I forgot if there's an actual name for it, but whatever Elder Scrolls 6 is going to be. <laughs> they, I don't think they have a name yet. Um, and then also, yet. what's the other space one? Prey? No. no, the new one. Oh, Starfield. Yeah, Starfield. Yeah, those three alone, I'll buy an Xbox for. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to uh, Deathloop and Ghostwire, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not even trying to be like cute either. Like I, when, I right when you said that, I was like, I loved Fallout Three. Fallout Four was very meh 
for me. And I think we all know the reception that Fallout 76 has gotten. And mm-hmm. I know that it's supposedly improved. I don't give a shit. I don't play like <laughs> online only games anyway. So I don't really care. Yeah. And then like Skyrim and that kind of shit. Like I played Skyrim for like 20, 25 hours and it's fine. Like I, I don't want to talk shit about Skyrim, but if you ask me, man, like they made out Bethesda, I mean, made out like bandits in this deal because it's going to be a long time before Microsoft's making anywhere close to seven and a half billion dollars back from buying this company. Like what games do they have coming out soon? Like nothing. Well, what's on the radar in terms of like IP, we are talking doom. We're talking. But I'm saying the games are releasing games. soon is what I'm saying. I don't, I mean, that's the thing though, right? Is like, Starfield could be coming in any time now, right? Like how long, wasn't that announced like three or four years ago? It's never been shown off. They just showed the title screen. I feel like it's been longer than that. Oh, you guys are crazy. I'm, I don't know. I don't think that there's anything on the horizon that I'm like missing out on necessarily. And this isn't me trying to be like a PlayStation fanboy either. Cause I'm like kind of, more leaning towards the after this whole xbox or the pre-order fiasco i signed back up for game pass because i was kind of like well fuck playstation man like uh and i i still like playing my playstation but i just i just don't it's a huge thing because it's such a huge amount of money but to me i don't it doesn't really speak to me as something that's I, I don't think it's a very, I don't think it's a good deal. I wouldn't spend my seven and a half billion dollars Bethesda. <laughs> See, but like, I, I would never have even conceived of it. But then like when I tally off the games, right. Um, we're talking dishonored. We're talking if they make a future prey game, we're talking any other arcane game that's ever made, including, you know, death loop would have been a part of this. We're talking all of the RPGs that AJ listed off right yeah but you're talking talking about them in the future there's there's literally not a single game that has a release date that is not coming out to playstation 5 also sure but i mean that's when you invest in something it's about the future right and that's what i guess that's where maybe we disagree because i i feel like this like microsoft acquiring bethesda is not going to do them any favors in the development department like i don't feel like starfield or elder scroll six or any of these ips are going to be better off having microsoft oversee them you know what i mean and i and that could be it could be like microsoft completely leaves them alone and lets bethesda do their thing like and i could be i'm more than willing to say that i will be wrong but i just don't see it like that way i guess I guess. I mean, it seems like Minecraft kind of does its own thing. Yeah, exactly. And that's like the big comparison point for me. For sure. And like, I think a lot of people would argue that Bethesda, I mean, there were times where people were like, Bethesda had the best E3 conference this year. Did you see Bethesda's E3 conference? It was the best one. For sure. When they announced Fallout 4 and it came out like three months later. Do you you guys remember that? That was fucking fantastic. And, And I don't, I played Fallout 4 and I just didn't I played like the it crap as much. Out of Fallout Four. I love Fallout Three, man. That game was my jam. But uh, I played a yeah. lot of Fallout Four too. I played all the DLC for Fallout Four yeah. as well. And some people really love that shit, man. More power to you. Like it just doesn't really nothing that they have. Like granted, I played a lot of their games, and I like a lot of their games. Like Doom twenty sixteen was freaking fantastic. I've played the both the Dishonored games. I think those are good. Um, I just I don't know. There's nothing on the horizon that they announced like last year at EA or at E3. I mean, that I was like mm-hmm. gung ho about, you know. So, well, I'm gung ho because like I slow played all of their games and like I can just not buy yeah Doom Eternal now and right. it's coming to Game Pass <laughs> yeah. in two days. Exactly. Oh, really? It's yeah. No, October first is Doom Eternal. Oh my Game gosh, Pass. that's dope. I'm gonna know. play that now. I haven't played it yet. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, it's like that's the thing. Like that's for me. Like when you're like caught up on like there's no immediate release date for me. It's like talk about a company with a backlog yeah. that you want to go back and revisit. Absolutely. Like, 
as soon as they're like, yeah, every Elder Scrolls game ever yeah. is on Game Pass. Yeah. Oh, Do you know yeah, how many times I restarted Oblivion when it was out on 360? I love I that game. I would <laughs> just make new characters to just toy around with the character creator. And like, that's the kind of thing that Game Pass needs. It needs something that's going to be like, yeah, like I just want to be able to play Oblivion. And so I'll pay $15 a month to be able to play Oblivion. Oh, yeah. And forever. I've, I've never played Fallout New Vegas and this doesn't... It, applies to what you're saying it's already on game pass but right uh, but odds are it probably won't ever leave now exactly and that's the awesome thing where you are 100 percent right man like all of those games i played like i'm kind of kicking myself for purchasing death of the outsider the dishonored like kind of mini game that came out mm-hmm. uh i haven't the standalone dlc thing that i've heard is incredible and i yeah, have heard it's yet. like better than both of the games which is kind of fascinating but anyway I have that on my PlayStation and I'm right there with you. I'm kind of kicking myself for constantly just buying this shit. Kind of like I did with my switch for a while. I got to the point where I'm like, I'm not buying a, uh, indie game day one because it'll probably come out on game pass in the next couple weeks, maybe. So maybe just wait it out for a couple, couple weeks. But yeah. Anyhow, I, I, I love that. There's like kind of this like daylight between us on the take on this though. Like, right. Like, I'm I'm excited because I always would prefer to play on my Xbox. Yeah. I like the controller better. It just is where it's the play experience I like more. And so like this feels like a a win for me, but like I also recognize like you're right there isn't there's no dated game that's going to be exclusive out of this yet. Yeah. And the game that I most want <laughs> that's being made by them is a PS5 exclusive for the first yeah, year. Yeah, exactly. Which is really still upsetting yeah me. <laughs> i get yeah anyway let's move on to the next point you pulled this from matthew olson over at us gamer apparently on launch day of the xbox series x and s is when ea play is going to join game pass so this if you guys want a little way to get a roundabout uh cheaper xbox game pass subscription go purchase an ea play subscription and if you buy a one-year ea play subscription it transfers to like a year of game pass which equates to like five dollars a month versus ten dollars a month so yeah just a fancy quick shout out um yeah does it give you game pass ultimate at that price because it's game pass ultimate the version it might be i found it on slickdeals.net so go check that thing out if you listeners out there want to maybe get in a little underground way to get in on game pass but Anyway, this is a little bargain. Is that is that what you did? Yeah, well, that's one of the things that I did in order to get Game Pass cheaper. Uh, sold my soul to the devil was the other one. Um, <laughs> I was going to say he did something in a parking garage he's not proud of. <laughs> well, that is that is why we're all playing Hades as we're trying to get you out of hell yeah. <laughs> for selling your soul exactly. to the devil. <laughs> and, dude, anyway, the EA Play just so we're clear before we start talking about it, this isn't like the, there are different tiers, I guess, of EA play. And this is like the Mm -hmm. bottom tier one. So you don't necessarily get access to everything all the time. And you know how the EA does that dumb shit where a game comes out like three days earlier, if you're an EA play premium person. Super. Yeah. (laughs) So this is like the lower end tier that, and that apparently doesn't give you access to like all of their backlog either. So, I, I really so it's only going to be specific yeah stuff. I, so i don't think this gives us access to like mass effect one two and three running on like a series x and i i could be wrong about that but i'm pretty sure that's somewhat accurate i'll have to report back come november 10th knock on yeah, wood man. that amazon decides Which, to give me my you guys pre-order. i almost shit my pants today when i realized that's like five weeks from now six weeks from now it's yeah. not that far no. away. <laughs> no, I'm so dude. excited, and I tried to get the like week off work. But anyway, let's talk about the nice. EA Play thing. Like, are you guys? It's still cool for people out there like that play FIFA or Madden. Like, I don't know if it puts. I mean, you you still have your microtransactions in those games, but the, I don't give a shit because I don't play them. I don't know. Is there anything you well, guys help are me still? understand? Is it not a year old version of FIFA that it's on it? I, I think it's this year's version. Wouldn't it be? I'm just I'm asking from a place of ignorance. We'll find out, I guess. Yeah, I think yeah. it is. It just doesn't include like, 
I don't know. I don't understand all of the, like the, the yeah the nuances between each tiered level. But I guess so. The thing that like speaks to me is like that's just more value added into the streaming, and like the fact that it's there at launch with the systems is awesome timing. You know, like yeah, you get EA Play yeah. Pro. Okay. Yeah. Anyways, like Jeff Grubb um, over at Games Beat and Digital Foundry, especially on YouTube, but also in print, um, are the two places that I went for information about um, the hardware previews that are going up of the Xbox Series X right now. Um, they were able to talk about backwards compatibility, um, the feel of the new controller, as well as like kind of like what it's like using the UI and the quick resume features. And they're doing tests on games that will get specific performance benefits from like having uncapped frame rates. And apparently Sekiro hits like 60 frames per second on the series X. And it doesn't do that on the series on the Xbox one X. Um, and there's all kinds of different stuff out there um, that people who have more, <laughs> more technical knowledge can speak to than we can. Um, I'd really recommend the digital foundry video. Um, they go really in depth and test it on a whole bunch of different games and talk about kind of the benefits that are being seen in games that have literally nothing being done to them outside of the fact that they're now running on the series X, which is really, really cool. Um, but it'll only be games that you see in like very specific games, apparently just real quick back to the EA things. So on this article that you referenced from us gamer, Getting new EA games at launch and early access benefits are still reserved for EA Play Pro. So I don't know. You don't okay. get games at launch, but I don't know. So when after, when do you get Madden if it's not at launch? Is it like a week later or a month later? I don't really know the ins and outs of when those things are because I'm not an EA Play member, but feel free to write in and let us know or tell us on Twitter. But back to what you're saying, that shit is super cool. I heard some of the like load times of games are pretty close, but from the Xbox One X to the Series X, um, uh, it's like four times faster or even less. Like wicked fast, dude. Some of them are like just way faster, and you can apparently suspend up to six games at once. Which to me, that's yeah, I've saw, I saw numbers between like four and six. I yeah, think. that's the biggest thing for me, man. Because a lot of times. You know, you guys were making, or AJ was making fun of me because I was playing Paw Patrol, and he was like, "Your son's been in bed forever, and <laughs> you're playing Paw Patrol," which was not true. He was right there with me the whole time. <laughs> but it would be—he always wants to play that game, and I was like playing Shadow of the Colossus, and I'm like, "Well, shit! If I turn this off to turn on Paw Patrol, then I have to sh like, you know, close the software and switch completely to a different software, and then." switch back and forth it'd be so cool to be able to suspend games another thing do you hear playstation out there fucking giving people a test run of their hardware nope nobody fucking knows anything about it like this is another thing with xbox they're like yeah here play with this shit check it out it's really cool yeah well and like they're getting an incredibly huge amount of marketing beats out of every single time you know keep in mind like companies game press having the ability to like put these things up it's all marketing it's all pr for xbox right now right like they're getting marketing beat after marketing beat after marketing beat out of the way that they're letting people roll this out for them and it's every single games press yeah outlet. exactly and all it cost them was a few xbox series x's that hey wait we're a game press outlet yeah, I know, right? With our Xbox Series X, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't think. Um, and just to make sure we have closure on it, um, Starfield was the 2018 Bethesda E3. Also two years. Oh, okay. Um, so it's been a little over. It's been like two and a half years. No, what? Two years ago, yeah. two plus. You know. So like, for me, that says like it could happen anytime. <laughs> I I just remember distinctly when they did announce it. He said you won't hear anything about this for a really long time. I thought that was Elder Scrolls 6. Anyways. Yeah, maybe um, I don't remember. You're probably right. That's what gets confusing when you announce two highly anticipated games Yeah, because you got nothing else. Maybe you just shouldn't have had an E3 conference. I don't know. Just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Lastly, 
did you guys want to talk about the i think it's kind of cool the amazon luna thing uh is this like the final nail in the coffin for stadia between xbox and amazon i'm really curious to see how this performs i'm worried that it's gonna feel more like a stadia situation and less like a xbox games pass situation but i'm ready to be proved wrong i don't think you will be wrong it is it is slightly different like you pay a monthly subscription and then you have access to some games but then you can subscribe to channels it sounds like for additional costs or whatever i just wonder with the i know amazon web services like aws is pretty from what the little i do know it's a pretty strong service so i would guess that their streaming tech is pretty um extraordinary so and i have heard that stadia does perform better than the xcloud stuff it's just they don't have the games to back it up but they're missing that library yeah it's cool that you can play it on the fire yeah stick. that's super cool man and like i don't know man it's just a matter of time like microsoft has that deal with uh samsung i'm certain that you're gonna find an xcloud or xbox game pass app on a samsung tv in the next year or so you know we already have amazon Do it. it's just getting we already have fucking the google play store on all of our tvs at home so it's all right there it's gonna be big things anyway i think oh and amazon has fucking security drones flying around your fucking house now dude did you see that oh yeah yeah, i heard about that it like senses motion and then goes and finds it and i was like that sounds really stupid so i looked it up it looks freaking cool (laughs) like it's just this (laughs) little (laughs) i kind of want to like it's this little what if the door is closed (laughs) it's fucked it can open it i'm sure of it (laughs) (laughs) you have to like cut little like drone doors above your doors you got a dog door below and a drone door above (laughs) yeah (laughs) and then it's just harassing your dog all the time exactly how cool would that be it could just entertain your dog by like hovering a treat slightly above its head all around the house all day long that would be fantastic Uh, uh, it, but check it out if you haven't already because it's i thought it sounded really stupid and it looks super cool so yeah anyway i think that oh did you guys we'll do this mostly normal question real quick and oh. i know there's like a hundred things i could think of but chris wrote this one what questions remain unanswered about the ps5 and xbox series s and x for you dudes i want to see that ui for the ps5 I feel yeah. like that would be a really cool thing for them to finally let people see. I want to hear hands-on about a couple of the games. And I think there's a lot of unanswered questions on their part. Xbox is kind of clearing those out of the way right now. Yeah. AJ, how about you? You got anything? I guess I wouldn't mind just like more clarification on like the like the backwards compatibility and the game upgrades and stuff. It should... Maybe they should just like put a list out that just like breaks every single game down or something like that. Yeah. There's probably one out there. Yeah, I don't think there is, man. <laughs> because I feel like a lot of people have had that question and I'm right there with you. Because I would really like to not have to have my PS4 and PS5 hooked up to my TV. Because I don't have 18 HDMI ports on the back of my TV. But And I, I know I have several questions. I constantly come up with questions about this when I'm sitting on my couch and right now I can't really think of anything, but I don't know. I'm kind of stoked to see how that 3d audio goes down because I got those headphones on Amazon and pre-ordered those. So I don't know. I I think the ones they currently have are pretty legit. So how Mm. they're going to beat those out is going to be pretty fascinating. I think I'm excited about to figure out how the mic works on that. Cause the mic on my PS gold headset isn't the best. It's okay. Yeah. But it just sounds like I'm like a little further away than necessary. Oh, but right this on. new mic is supposed to be like sound canceling. So that sounds, yeah, it sounds pretty badass, dude. So I'm kind of mm-hmm. stoked to see how that goes. Anyway, let us know what your remaining unanswered PS5 and Xbox Series X and S questions are. You can hit us up at podcast at mostlynormalgamers.com or at MN Gamers Podcast on Twitter. Remember to go to our website, mostlynormalgamers.com, and sign up for that newsletter that you can also check out at, what is it, Chris? Substack. mngamers.substack.com. There you go. Check it out there. 
You can follow me at Johnny Sampsonite on Twitter. AJ, where can people follow you, man? You can find me at AJ underscore ID. That's E-I-D-E on the Twitters. You can catch me at VG Occasion on Twitter. Sounds good. And that'll do it for this week, y'all. We'll catch you later. Bye. Bye. Go play Hades. (laughs) That's what I'm going to do.